Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watched it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? Ba-da-ba-da-ba. You're listening to Is It, is it, is it for, for real? real? This is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. And this week, uh, in honor of the recent release of Coming to America 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo, we are going to go to the original and talk about coming to America. But before that, in honor of somebody else's release to the world, (laughs) (laughs) is Katie's release to this world many many years ago that's right uh it's katie's birthday actually mm-hmm. on the date we're it gonna is. release this pod and um we wanted to honor you the best way that philip and i knew how um and with a musical tribute yeah. oh my god i couldn't uh, be more excited you, okay <laughs> uh bridget <laughs> you have to sh- allow sharing oh right yeah we're there's some little technical Thing. I was like thinking about how I was going to do that ahead of time to be really <laughs> suave and then I forgot um also I have no idea what Bridget's talking about <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah Katie this um hopefully y- you and our listeners will know like where we got the inspiration for this mm-hmm. um but all you have to do is just mute yourself okay um, I'll and, mute myself. Uh, I think that will help a little bit for the the thing and enjoy. <laughs> yes, enjoy. <laughs> a star, Katie Ellis star. She's so well known from near and afar. Dream. Oh, dream a little dream is a film she hates but loves Robin Hood. Sings a theme that loves to It's Katie's celebration. She loves Costner's Golden Mane. It's Katie's celebration. Rose Bow. It's her favorite kind of show On the ice or on the snow Katie's Boo Corner Katie's Boo Corner Surf All the waves till she hits her face But she's cured when Lou licks her face Can fire the burning floor so everyone around the world, it's Katie's celebration. Too bad for cops, she's in control. It's Katie's celebration. It's Katie's celebration today. <laughs> yes, and that is it. Oh, <laughs> well, I, <laughs> it is a shame I was muted, although I think that's the right call because I uh, 
was laughing and uh, dancing along through it. Thank you, guys. That was so sweet. I, uh, Happy birthday. Oh, my Happy goodness. Birthday. Back back to the pod of the movie. Uh, right. As I said, we are doing uh, Coming to America. Um as in honor of the new movie that's coming out, which I have not seen this new one. Um, but be- before we get into sort of our levels, we have a guest introducer, uh, Jason H. Yeah. So uh, let's take it away, Jason. What's up? Is it for real? Uh, this is Jason. Uh, came to my attention that you're doing Coming to America, one of my favorite movies. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a time I remember not having seen Coming to America. I mean, it came out when I was pretty young, and uh, yeah, I think it's just a great movie. I'll also say that it is the best rom-com ever made. Uh, it's such a great rom-com that people don't even put it into that box, because it's clearly a romantic comedy. I mean, uh, Akeem, the main character, comes to America for a queen, looking for true love, and not just one uh, that he has to do out of an arranged marriage. So he's following his heart. Uh, if that's not the most rom-com thing ever, uh, I don't know what is. Uh, well, I guess that brings me to the synopsis of the movie. As I said, uh, you have Prince Hakeem on his 21st birthday. He's supposed to have an arranged marriage. He decides to uh, convince his father he needs to sow his royal oats. And really, he is going to America looking for love. Well, to Queens looking for love. Uh, when he gets to Queens... Um, he finds out it isn't all, uh, <laughs> rose petals and sunshine, but from the local barbershop, he goes to a beauty pageant. That's where he sees Lisa, uh, I guess princess in her own right of the McDowell's corporation, not McDonald's. That's McDowell's, um, the golden arcs, not the golden arches. Uh, the, he works there, tries to be a regular everyday, uh, employee, um, tries to steal Lisa away from her boyfriend, Daryl, of the Soul Glow Empire. And pretty much as being a solid dude, and Daryl being a dick, uh, Hakeem is able to uh, win Lisa's heart. Now, in doing that, he has to then convince his uh, father, King Joffrey Jofer, that it's uh, a good thing to do. I'll say Prince Hakeem's mother... Uh, it's definitely on his side, and in the end, I guess love conquers all. Uh, they go back to Zamunda, and they get married, and that's coming to America. Uh, once again, this is Jason. Have a good time. That's great. great. Yeah. That was really cool. Good. I know. I want to follow up with him to see if he he did see the sequel. I'm like, I'm just curious as to what Jason thought about it. So we'll we'll have to have some like follow ups. I was, uh, I I, I really agree with what he said about the whole like rom com angle of this. Like, uh, and maybe if it's okay, if I could just get into my level because I I have heard of this movie obviously throughout my whole life. And I feel like a terrible human that I had never seen it before. And I think part of it was because I, I just didn't, I thought it was more like a slapsticky kind of comedy. And I don't know why I wasn't into that. Or I just, I don't know if it was billed that way, but it is definitely a rom-com like Jason said. And I, it was like so much more of a, a rom-com, a beautiful like romantic story than I thought it was going to be. Um, but my level is going to be 
she's your queen. Oh, man. (laughs) I have heard that like a million times in my life and didn't know that that was coming from coming to America. Um, But I love that that singing part for sure on the on the introduction to the potential future wife of Akeem. Um, man, I, I didn't think about my level beforehand. Um, but I think, I think I'm going to go with, um, closing credits starring Eddie Murphy as my level. Cause as a kid, I remember I, so I, I saw this movie several times. I think I saw it a lot with my friend, Robin S it, maybe it was on comedy central a lot, but, um, I just, I loved this movie growing up and I, it was like, I, I can't remember honestly if like, you know, cause like the F word is in it a lot, but I'm like, did I hear it as a kid or did I bleep it out? But it was just like, it was just like, so on the edge of like my intelligence. I was like, okay, like I kind of know what they're talking about. I just thought it was like so clever and hilarious as a kid and I also remember always loving to wait till the end credits to see how much of this movie was starring Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall and I will say um Annie's father uh, Tom W actually sat down and watched uh watched the second one Coming to America 2 or Coming to America last weekend and he I asked him what he thought of it and he's like we know um it's great because they got everybody back like they got everybody from the barbershop came back and I was like well that's like those are all Eddie none of them died yeah And what about Cuba like, Gooding Jr. Exactly, exactly. I I don't know. I don't know if we, and that's a, that's the twist. But he was just like, "What? <laughs> like, really?" So that was an amazing reveal and story. I felt like I had to tell too. But yeah, I I loved it growing up. So that's my level. Uh, my level is going to be uh, a royal, a uh, loyal citizen of Zamunda. Um, I I watched this from an early age. Although I think this is probably the first time I've ever seen the beginning of it just because I've always watched it on TV. Yeah. Also, because I think they would always just edit out the beginning. Um, Which I would argue is like my favorite part of this whole movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the beginning is amazing. Um, But no, uh, Loyal Citizen of Zamunda is also part of a ludicrous song and living in Atlanta and listening to to his album, uh, Word of Mouth, uh, constantly. I just love this song um called coming to america and uh but i do love this movie more and just i've I've seen it a ton a ton a ton a ton yeah this is kind of like the uh game of thrones levels are back again you know because you yeah that's true Mm -hmm. that's true um well so as philip says this movie starts with like just the most like gorgeous Uh. opening sequence of zamunda Um, with like the trees and the mountains and the palace just this the beginning of this movie is so stunningly beautiful and I just kept writing like and we'll get there but I just kept writing like costumes 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 like obsessed with the costumes and um, came to learn that the director John Landis um, she has her own title obviously but it was his wife who was the costume designer Deborah Landis got an Oscar nomination for that which is the one thing I have heard about the new movie is that the costumes in that are amazing. Mm. Yes. And I did some research into that. It's a different costume designer. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the, the two Oscar noms, uh, there was an Oscar nomination also for makeup 
for this movie. So. Rick Baker, uh, very famous like makeup artist. Um, yeah. Interesting. That makes sense. But no, I, I also had the note of just the the credits. Like literally, if those were the credits to some Avengers movie, I wouldn't have blinked an eye. Just it looked amazing. It's this oh, sort yeah. of camera zooming through the mountain. Yeah, it was great. And, and the, the music, music is so nice. Yep. Uh-huh. It By, was great. Uh, I, never, I, I never get this band right, but it, what is it? Lady Blacksmith Mobombo. Oh, is, yeah. oh, yeah. Um, what is that band? It's Lady Smith Black Mombazo. I was so close. Lady Smith Black Mombazo. And they did that album with Paul Simon. Anyway, right. when I heard the music in the beginning, yeah. it was like, that sounds a lot like that. And then it was. Um, yeah. They've got such a beautiful sound. And you, we, we get to, like Katie, it is uh, the birthday. Of I, I loved that. I was like, um, I was like touched by this movie watching it. Cause it's like, oh my God, it like is my birthday. So we kind of like how accidentally the cutting edge was a new year's film. Right. Um, this was a very, it was very serendipitous. So. I thought that too. I wrote that down. I was like, it's Katie's birthday. It's Akeem's birthday. <laughs> My Just like a team, Katie has women waking her up. <laughs> That's uh, true. That's true. Orchestra. I know Although- my f- first note is happy birthday exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. My question was, is it th- really the music and the orchestra that wakes him up? Or is mm-hmm. it having the guy just creepily standing <laughs> over his bed, yeah. just willing him to wake up? I know. Uh, and I, I think know. it's the latter. Yeah. One, I knew immediately one of those rose bearers. Um, Feather? Because... Uh, not Feather, um, <laughs> Garcelle Beauvais, because she has uh, been starring recently in one of the Real Housewives. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I saw that somewhere, yeah. They're yeah. so cool. And, but one of um, them is yeah. just a one-word moniker yeah, named Feather. Feather. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I was very obsessed with that when I was watching the credits, because I was looking for Garcelle's name, and then I was like, oh, Feather? Like, wh- that's just delightful. <laughs> Uh, and also rose bearers like what a what a life what a job oh man yeah just fill rose petals in front of people while they walk everywhere and like how many roses is that it's a lot and do you pick them up and reuse them i, just I don't think they do yeah it's and i guess it probably just roses. smells really good all the time yeah and then i kind of went down a rabbit hole of thinking like how is this only in the palace that this has to happen or is this like literally everywhere because if it's literally everywhere it we, would be you see it really we find out it's literally, it's literally everywhere well like literally yeah everywhere. like when you go when they go to queens but like ma'am would that be limiting to have to wait to yeah. walk like how do you go for a jog like it would With be rose i guess i guess so yeah it kind of reminds me of how like the the president if you're elected president of the united states like you and your children have to have secret service for the rest of your life and i feel like that alone would be me to tell my mother or father like you absolutely cannot be president i can't (laughs) handle that that's the only reason why they didn't run i asked them not to uh, (laughs) until you heard about the rose petals and then (laughs) wait a minute i'm in yeah we get introduced to like just the royal life of what it's like to be a prince and there's all these like gags about how he can't poop by himself yeah he has like wipers wipers and he can't i know clean himself in the i do i i should have I, a possible level for me would have been the royal penis is clean your highness <laughs> yeah. because i remember that so much as a kid of her just <laughs> popping out of the bath oh it's so funny but, but when you watched it did you see the topless women 
I think so. Like, that's like the thing. Like, I can't remember if we maybe we did own the film or somebody, one of our friends did, because I don't usually when I'm rewatching a film, I'm like, wait, that's not it. Or like, you can remember the commercial breaks. But this like, I think I, I think we did see the topless women. Hmm. But I also think there were some like PG-13 versions without commercial some. breaks flying around because I think this is the first time I've seen the topless part. Oh, really? OK. Um, yeah. And also, I just want to say that uh, the royal penis is clean. Your Highness is like the intro to that ludicrous song as well. Oh, okay, that's amazing. Yeah, because of course. And can she see sure, under water? Yeah. I guess she can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because she didn't have goggles. Yeah. She was anything. under the water. She wasn't just like using her hands under the water. True. Yeah, I <laughs> no know. Comment. She went. No she comment. Scuba down there. Yeah. Um, so here's the question: of all the, like this stuff that goes on. What, what like one thing would you want of like his can you yeah. remind me what the things are <laughs> you have waking up to a, uh, an orchestra oh okay those pedals people to brush your teeth people cool. to wipe your ass okay um you know see. what i don't it wasn't definitely in there because like he because of his style but probably it's a part of it is like Maybe if somebody like brushed and did my hair every day, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be mad or like makeup, honestly, but definitely hair brushing. I, I, I have such a sensitive scalp that I think I would absolutely, well, that may be Bridget's. I think, I think I'm going to go with um, just a quote. I'm just going to quote um, Eddie Murphy and say, I, I, I actually quite like the bathing. Um, <laughs> I think, I think I, I think I might go with the bathing. <laughs> Cause like, why not? Like, that's fine with me. I don't think, I think everything else would feel too, like yeah. I would have to give too much, like your teeth. Like I have no interest in someone brushing my teeth or my, or my hair, but I also, I don't brush my hair. So no one else needs to do <laughs> I don't brush my teeth. <laughs> but the bathing, I'm, I would be fine with that. I think. <laughs> Philip. Phil. Uh, it's like a, as long as it didn't have to happen, like every time it probably like the orchestra, the bathing, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. would you want strangers bathing you every day? No, well, I would have my them. right. You like, yeah, it's like his bathers. Gotcha. But like, as a single person, yeah, what about it would oh. it would be complicated. <laughs> oh, I, she says pouring I, wine for her I, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I I was answering uh, with full reality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We have a bathing clause. I am currently on mute Googling like local bathers. So. Yeah. I'm sure there is a thing. I'm, I'm sure. I'm 100% sure of it. I Not believe by my own like knowing, but I'm just sure. Absolutely. So we go to breakfast. Everything is just gorgeous. I love, love, love. I don't, I hope it's all ethically done. I'm sure it is, but I love the sight gag of the animals just like running everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like elephants in the background. Totally. And zebras and I did I didn't look closely enough to see if like they had green screened it in or if they were yeah. walking those animals each take, which yeah, would be impressive. For sure. Uh, yeah. I have a question. So like at at, at breakfast, um, which I really like the gag of the um like intercom yeah. at either yeah. end, you know. But there's a little bit of a line that I'm I'm confused by because the mother says like when he caught when Akeem does come close to James Earl Jones lovely um and I can't remember the actress's name that plays the mother but when he comes close 
and the and James Earl Jones says like, "Oh, you have a mustache," and the mother says, "It's been a year." Does that mean like they only see each other for his birthday? Uh, no, it's it's a little bit of a shoehorned line because I think, and I was just looking this up, it's from Beverly Hills Cop somehow. I don't know the reference oh. off the top of my head, but it's it's a line. It's a sort of somewhat similar line from that. So that's what oh oh interesting. Okay. Was it about the fact that she hadn't like seen him up close in a year? <laughs> well, that's well, the dad hadn't, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but no, I think it was. I think specifically it. about the mustache is. Gotcha. But once again, oh, uh, okay. listeners can look it up. I just I read that it was something to do with that. You know. So they're like talking about love, and they're talking about all of that at breakfast because, as you know, he's been betrothed. It's the time. Although, does he say he's forty-one? The dad no how old is 21 21 (laughs) (laughs) he looks great for but i don't know well i I didn't look up how much 41 then i got i didn't confused how old was eddie murphy i might look it up i i like did so little research probably not that far off i mean what was he was my guess is he was like 25 26 this was 1988 yeah um okay so and i love the line where he says that um being in love is a fine line between, or love, it's a fine line between love and nausea. Yeah. Yeah. He was 27. Yeah. There you go. When it was released anyway. Okay. I also like that James Earl Jones is so pissed in remembering the time that he tried to tie his own shoes. <laughs> and he says like, <laughs> and he says like, you know, like, I did uh, not enjoy that. I know it's overrated. Yeah. Um, it's so, it's so funny, but yeah. So this is where we get the sense that Eddie Murphy kind of wants to break free and do essentially a, a rum springer. Yeah. <laughs> and then also we like have, a mermaid, you know, like, yeah, the yeah. It's the same rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The real fish out of water story. It we is. Have... I was thinking about that. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, we're also like, I know we're not the there yet, but like you definitely said you did not want to do any films in the near future that took place in like the 80s New York. And like, I know I did. <laughs> that's what we did. But Keep that's pulling you back in. the only films. <laughs> the only films are in New York City about fish out of water. So it's fine. It's true. Yeah. This is literally that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see that uh, Hakeem is wearing sort of a I assume elephant polo uniform. Yeah. Which, I, uh, yes, which is awesome. Which then Arsenio Hall, uh, which I just blanked on his name. Oh, God. Um, Semi. Uh, Semi yeah. uh, comes in in a similar one, and then they leave to go work out that has nothing to do with polo. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe that's after. I was thinking about that because I was like, is that a soccer jersey? And then I was thinking about how fun that Halloween costume would be. Because I think Semi's costume. actually holding sort of a polo mallet. He is. One or point. like croquet. Yeah. Or, yeah polo. Well, maybe they played before breakfast. Maybe. maybe or or maybe we're seeing the bow fighting deleted, after the polo deleted match. scene or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will say in that bow fighting scene, which is kind of the next clip, um, how um, how fit Arsenio Hall is. It's like, whoa, like he's in he really good shape. Clips? Yeah, he's just really muscular. <laughs> he's just because it's not him. I mean, it's him though, right? Like his body, like his. I don't know. He's just like in super good shape. They never I was actually impressed with how much of the sort of fighting that they did where you can see yeah. their faces. Um, of course, not the back flipping, but like a lot of them, it was yeah, I was impressed with it. They they put a lot of effort into just 
smaller parts of this movie like this this sort of like fake fighting scene that this whole world is just freaking amazing and maybe because they didn't have to in in like (laughs) snow bedraggled new york (laughs) like put a lot of effort so they could spend a lot of money here but i'm like i just want to see a whole movie that takes place in zamunda yeah i know i'm curious for the second one if if i I don't know i'm not sure even the premise but hopefully we get to spend more time there so then it's a celebration, um, you know, as you do, royal celebration with fireworks. And there's like the, the gag of the guy selling royal engagement, royal engagement t-shirts. t-shirts. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. And this is like, there's this whole dance scene and the clothing is like extraordinary. Everybody from head to toe. This mm-hmm. is the first time I got to see the my favorite thing, which is like these like bedazzled beret, like Oh, yeah. hats that the men wear. The hat game on this is oh, amazing. The hats, the hats. Um, yeah. So, do you guys know? Because this is a fun fact. No, who did I the don't. choreography for this dance? No, tell me. It was Paula Abdul. Oh, okay. Um, because we were me and Nora uh, were watching this, and we're just amazed at just the effort that went into this choreographed dance. Oh yeah, I got lost and, in it. I loved it. And yeah, it was. It was amazing. Um, and That's yeah, Paul, so Paul cool. Abdul had done it. I was wondering if it was, I, I have a note, like awesome dance exclamation point. And then was wondering if it was like based on any kind of like wedding ceremonial dance. But I guess if Paul Abdul did it, maybe it wasn't. But it was amazing. I want to say that I'd seen a line where she was very young in her career and she was just sort of winging stuff. Oh, so I think... I, I don't think there was like a ton of research. I think she's just very good at choreography and stuff like that and sort of threw it in. Threw it it's in so there. great. And it goes on for like such a satisfying oh, I amount it. of time. I, <laughs> I was it. just like, oh. it could have gone on longer, but um, you know, if when, when dances aren't good, you're like, I can't, I think in another, a, a different dimension, we'd be like, can you believe they spent so much time on that yeah, dance? And it totally. was just, it was like, I felt like I was in a Broadway play. <laughs> which man would this make an amazing probably play i know i was like has anybody done this yet if they has it not that's crazy well like not us we shouldn't be able to do it but i would no i think us Uh, (laughs) anyway as far as worst decisions in the world (laughs) i can't see anything problematic about the three of us theater i could at least be somewhere in there you know what i'll say though as a nod to our past podcast is i have started um fooling around and writing a couple of the possible splash the musical songs in my head (laughs) i open the opening number is uh, is in my head a little bit i have so many thoughts about that i'm not giving Mm. up on that and also nobody steal it yeah right so that's um, one we could pull off you know (laughs) that is a very totally so a musical we could pull off um so right we get the she's your queen that is nuts that song that song that song so as a kid i was like i was as a kid i used to think that that was just this very popular song that this guy was covering (laughs) and that isn't at all like oh wait he's just like improvising the lyrics i think to this song as this woman walks down the aisle it's so good i want to get the whole lyrics but the one i wrote down was just like something something direction to use at your discretion i just (laughs) free of infection is one of uh them which is amazing all the rhymes oh yeah like i think everything at the beginning of this movie is just landing so well and it's just yeah. perfectly timed and well done and just uh, yeah i had so many out loud laughs even though i've seen yeah. it so many times yeah it's great um so then 
you know, Akeem pulls aside his, his future wife and he wants to talk to her and she's been just like trained. I feel, I do feel bad for her. Um, oh yeah. Obviously. Totally. But you know, she doesn't have her own likes in terms of music or food or anything. I did like the part though, where he, I can't remember the line. Maybe you guys do where he's like, you know, all I want you to do is not disagree with me or disagree with me. And then she says like, no, or something. And it was like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where he like looks at the camera too, yes. when uh. he asks her to bark like a dog or something. But um, I, I, even before that, like the dog stuff is like funny, but before that, this whole, like, what do you like? Like what it's, I just, it's so funny. It's kind of Eddie Murphy, just like, ugh, being amazing. I, with the sort of, what is it called? Jim in the camera? Or yeah. when, when you look at the camera, I was tallying those uh, and we'll point out each time it happens, but uh, this is not the last more? time. No, oh, I know there's at least one more, but Phil, it sounds like you've got way more, more than oh, okay. one more. Um, okay. And I probably Maybe missed only a few. One I wrote down. Maybe I became like, just like used to it. Numb to it. So um, yeah, he gets her to bark like a dog and hop on one foot and all of that. And she like, leaves the room doing that, um, which is kind of like a funny little gag, funny little moment there. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing we see is Akeem like talking to his dad, the king. Ugh, in the most beautiful like nighttime palace walk. Yeah. Ugh, just so gorgeous. So <sighs> yeah. gorgeous. Little elephants trotting by. Yes. Babar. Animals. Yeah. His name is Babar. Babar. Yeah. And uh, this is where we get like the, the fine, you get like 40 days to Rumspringer. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a thing but when and you I come think, back you're yeah. gonna marry her i think this is where he says soil ro- soil so your royal oats soil your royal <laughs> <Yeah>, soil your royal soil your royal oats. which i'll say that jason did a much because i he like went into the the james earl jones baritone um when he said oh that line yeah. in the intro and yeah it's great do you think that in watching this like disney executives this is where they were like oh my gosh james earl jones needs to be like the lion king father or whatever yes because it's another fun fact it's both um him and the wife which we oh they're really both doing, in it they're she is yeah madge oh. sinclair as queen Aeolian. Yeah. Well, um, in this movie, right? But then right. she she is she, the voice of the mother the, in Lion yeah. King. Yep. They're both because um, they yeah, they were just like they hit it out of the park in this and they just hired them both for and Lion then, King. Like Jace, what's that guy's name? Jonathan Taylor Thomas is baby. Baby Simba. Baby Simba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he's had a rough road. Um <laughs> he's not in coming to America, too. Coming. Okay. <laughs> Isn't it um, coming to America and the two is just a two, a number two? I think I, that's like what it's called. That feels right. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a two at the end, but for the purposes of this podcast, we can say coming to America too, because to, to emphasize that we mean the number two right. and not the preposition is true. Because this is not a visual medium. No, you know? unfortunately. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. It's only for our premium subscribers that get the uh, the video feed. So consider that. Yeah. Consider (laughs) that, listeners. If you want to be in the real circle, it is two thousand dollars a month to (laughs) Venmo. Oh my gosh, two thousand dollars per month (laughs) in a pandemic. (laughs) 
Well, it really just circle. forward forward your stimulus checks to us. Yep. And, uh, it's yeah. basically yeah, like a pinhead. That's oh man. Um. So we we get to we get to see Eddie Murphy flipping the coin to decide where they're going to go, whether it's L.A. or New York. Yeah, and I was thinking that L.A. Good thing because he would have just ran right smack into Axel Foley. Yeah. Like, you know. So just like yeah. So they go to Queens because that's where you go to find your queen. I used to love that joke as a kid because I like it was on the edge of my brain. It's like there is a Queens, New York. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it means. It was probably what I thought of. It was informed by this movie, but I got it. And it's mm-hmm. very funny. Delightful. Yeah. And so we're there. We're in New York, right? Oh, first we get to see like a, a tiny model airplane. Going the <laughs> yeah. Sky. Oh yeah, and he was like, I think that's the Concord or something. It, well, it was like the Concord. Oh okay. I think uh, no, that was a real video of the Concord, which was. Uh, uh, was it? Yeah, I think it was. It looked like a model. I think the Concord just looks like a model because it was so. such a funny-looking plane. Which yeah. they they've been retired. Um, it just wasn't a good business model. Yeah. So who got to ride on the Concord? Really rich people. Eddie Murphy. And is that is that it like was it like just small groups of people yeah i mean it was a smaller plane but it's it's whole deal was that it was crazy fast and so you could go from london to new york in i don't know three hours whoa you should bring it back but i mean it just because it was basically like a small first class thing Mm. i don't know how much the tickets cost and just it wasn't making money was the reason why they they shut it Mm. down Huh, um, interesting. And that's plain chat. <laughs> <laughs> Concord Mythbusters. Yeah. So they um, get it, they're with a, you know, a mean, another mean New York taxi driver. Yeah. I feel Which, bad. And it, I did well, like the gag at the airport when they're like trying to blend in, you know. I thought that was so funny to see them in like kind of like their royal garb and they they somehow have like winter coats. I it also took me a second because oftentimes we don't see New York City um in the winter like we yeah. annie and i are her for her re-watching but we're watching sex in the city and i was like is it always summer here and they're like she's like they do one season in the winter and like girls was the same way like almost every movie in new york unless well, it's christmas it's terrible to film in new york in the winter. yeah right but then i was like it's like so interesting pretend. right it's like but it's like it's so interesting to choose that and then it occurred to me it's like oh no that's like a fish way out of water yeah if you're coming um from africa and you prepare to new york you your furs and whatnot yeah and they i was surprised i mean they didn't really even mention it i was surprised they weren't like freaking out more about the snow but then i was like there are those snow-capped ish mountains in the yeah. background of where they live so it's like yeah i guess they've probably seen the snow whenever they want they kind of live in paradise so anyway i, I do want to say on this the mean old cab driver because first of all i just completely laughed laughed out loud when he just <laughs> jumps out of his cab and he's like you dumb fuck yeah totally um, but this is i used to watch the show that this guy was on uh it was uh big brother jake oh. uh, it was on like some but he was he was basically a stunt man that moves back to new york and works with a bunch of kids it was like family show oh. where he's like helping like at-risk kids yeah <laughs> and wow. he- he has a big credit at the end. They're like, and this guy. I'm like, how is this taxi driver he was, getting he was top like billing? A, he was like a stand-up or something okay. like that. There were um, definitely a lot of those kinds of cameos, I think, yeah. in this movie. And this was um, one of them. Yeah. And I didn't know them all. <laughs> like I don't, but I could tell by the way that people 
were featured as like extras that there was something more yeah and there was a lot of people in this movie a lot of characters a lot of extras a lot of like people so he takes them to queens they say they want the real deal right they want to go to like the most common place common queens so he takes them to like outside of a barber shop i guess it's just more like the block is very common or basically he was like the whole of queens is very common so i can basically take you anywhere and then he's like is this shitty enough for you and they're like yeah uh i will say that like this movie's new york city snow game of just like the sort of gray brown slush is amazing like if they had tried to recreate that with movie magic it wouldn't have because they they obviously just filmed it in the winter and went with what was on the street Uh, i know i'm thinking about that a lot but just how gross that kind of snow is and how it like oh it's the worst wet all day long and like how bitter (laughs) cold it probably was there it also kind of makes me think of climate change a little bit too where like there's some years that you're not going to get that great of footage you know what i mean like in new york city like there's years that it doesn't really snow enough to get the footage that they had and i'm like man i guess like in the 80s you probably could count on there's going to be a couple of weeks that we can get this which is interesting but um yeah i noticed it was like a lot of snow um and disgusting <laughs> yeah we get to see inside of the barber shop right before eddie murphy and right yeah uh-huh. Arsenio mm-hmm. Hall get the banter there. yeah we get the and, like, banter and we get cuba gooding jr with zero lines i mean <laughs> he's just in it um, which yeah, i assumed they were able to get him for this i hope so second movie oh, because so. i've got to think it was probably harder to get him in this first one even though he, he was great in uh the people versus oj simpson uh oh, yeah, he's been a couple great. other things um yeah Wait, you said it was harder for him them. To I was making a joke in that. Oh, okay. uh, I was like, "What?" Okay, and he hasn't his, been doing a ton. Yeah, his career went into sort of a nosedive, and then it sort of got its way back. But it, he just does like smaller roles. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then like I was, I also because it was the first time watching, I was like, could tell like obviously that Clarence was Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that the other fellow, one of the other fellows, there was Arsenio Hall. But I had no idea that Eddie Murphy was playing the white Jewish man. The old Jewish guy. It's, yeah, it's pretty nuts. You can't like, really tell. Yeah, I knew it. Well, I mean, I've, I've known it for a while, but it, like I 100% knew it this time. And I was like, that just, they, the makeup is amazing. I can't tell it's him. It's really hard to tell. And then like, I think he does. Doesn't Eddie Murphy do a sketch on SNL where he like goes on a bus, like dressed as a white guy? Yeah. And it's uh-huh. like, and, and it's like people are just giving each other money. Like white people are just like, here, take it. We don't need it. Like, um, I feel, and it's kind of like a similar makeup look, but it is like you just, it's unrecognizable. And his like voice too. I mean, like he's just fully believable. I was reading like the one fact I read about this movie. Um, which I regret not doing more research was that like he would go um, to over to like the next lot um, and just like, and talk in his real voice um, and just say, I'm Eddie Murphy. And no one believed, like no (laughs) one bought it. No one believed it at all. Um, They thought he was an insane older Jewish man. Who did an amazing Eddie Murphy impression. An amazing Eddie Murphy impression. That would be, that would be a fun (laughs) show act to take on the road. Yeah. It would be incredible. I, I knew that Eddie Murphy like had all those fun character things going on. I didn't know that Arsenio Hall did. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I personally only knew Arsenio Hall from his show. I know. But I, you yeah. know, so, which I used to watch, but um, yep. I thought he had some like really fun characters too in this. I honestly don't know if I would have recognized Clarence either. Like, I mean, the barber, I mean, I know that's Eddie Murphy, but it is such a distinct, it's yeah. such like, a. it's so, it's also just Clarence. I don't know. It's so crazy. And then there's one guy who gets credited. Who is the other guy um, besides Cuba Gooding Jr. that's in the yeah. barbershop that's like not Eddie Murphy or right. Arsenio Hall. Do we know who that is? Uh, I should, cause, cause I love this guy. Um, really yeah he's a comedian right i mean i don't i don't but he's also in makeup right right to make him look yeah. i mean I, I love this i i don't know who it is but i love this character oh um, yeah the character is amazing and i think you know probably regrettably because it's you me being who i am can't pull off like this voice but i would always do his lines was the oh, only nice. thing i would like quote from this movie oh really um uh, yeah and for some reason it just it always tickles me if you will yeah. Are we all so, like looking into it? We, yeah, we are all trying, we're all trying to figure out the character's name. What is the character's name? Uh, I don't even know. Um, oh, this is fascinating for oh, listeners. Sorry, I, I just, I just, I just realized that the there's a character credited as large woman who mm. is the woman I think that appears uh, right before we get introduced to Eddie Murphy's actual bride. There's some like fat shaming going on there. But, oh yeah yeah but that I was know. played by a it looks like a male presenting person billy gordon really um, yeah the the woman who like moves the crowd yeah. yeah unless there's a different person who is credited as large woman huh probably not i mean although i was like just personality wise this woman um looks to have a lot better personality than the sort of betrothed wife. Um, <laughs> well, right, but all right, will you guys look that up? I think this actor's name is. Twenty-one pages of notes. And we're okay. Gonna, we're I think going. his will. Yeah. I think his name is Clint Smith. Um, Clint Smith, okay. and he's known for like coming to America, The Firm, and Forty Eight Hours. But he yeah, is in him. makeup, so I don't. I don't know if he's a, a comedian or what, but um, he's great. Yeah. So they, the two fellas like knock on the door and they, they want a, a room from this, like, you know, the landlord there. And like, there's this gag where all their bags and boxes are stolen, like right behind <laughs> them when they go inside and they want just like the worst room that ever exists in this building and they get it. It looks pretty bad. And for Stop some reason, tape. the landlord is Frankie Faison, which he's been in just everything. And I including the wire right no i checked it out okay. he's not but he's in the wire which is how i know oh. i mean he isn't like everything as well but he's like the you know corrupt commissioner spoiler okay. alert in the wire oh bum, bum, bum. but no he he i love him in this i don't know just all of his like yeah. line deliveries are amazing and he's great uh, his time is great so they get the terrible room it's like you know, there's the sight gag of the murder outlines inside, like the dog outline. <laughs> so. I know, which is kind of in, I'll, I'll blow my bummer. Um, I'll pick another bummer, but that was like, um, do you guys know that there's like a, a website called does the dog die.com oh where you God. can put, 
no no it's good um oh. in that you if you're because i am like severely like it will bum the f out of me like we watched cabaret the other night and i was like i can't handle this i mean i understand that there's worse things that happen in cabaret but a dog is murdered and i was you like i'm turning when, this movie when off you were cheating on us no we watched this the other night because andy's parents were very intent they found out i had never seen the movie and they insisted that is a deep cut for a weeknight no kidding um (laughs) but the a dog anyway so you can look it up i'm like this is it and we've been just watching a lot of movies that this happens to so um you can type it into does the dog die.com the dog die so you could watch even more not no sorry it's a podcast we haven't released yet (laughs) Not in Spoiler. splash, Spoilers. but I don't no. know. Actually, I didn't type it in for this one, but um, I was just like, man, I'm at least glad we didn't have to see it happen. But yeah, they have the outline, and Aww. I think the line is, um, a damn shame what they did to that dog. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know about it. I mean, yeah. the person too, but obviously, you know, you guys know how I feel about the animals in the movies we watch. Me too. I'm there with you. Yeah, glad no elephants were harmed in the making of this film. Yeah. So the next morning, um, you know, Eddie Murphy's all excited. He's like yelling out the window. Like this, I like this repeated gag of him like uh, singing or yelling and people are just like, fuck you. Like, yes, just... yes, fuck you too. The yes, yes. I mean, yeah. oh, as a kid, just the fact that he's assimilating and that is like a greeting is just incredible. And then I love the sight gag of everybody is just wearing their stuff. Yes. And then Arsenio Hall's like, I think these are maybe the people that stole their things. <laughs> It's so funny. Because I, I, I love it, especially because we watch them steal the thing, the packages, and I forget about it. And then really? it takes me a second or two to register just like it does yeah. with them that obviously that's their clothes. Yeah. But yeah, it's once again, the, the timing on that joke is great. And just the world of that opulence, which is like so fun to watch. Like the guy in his jacket just has like all these gold. Oh, the things yeah. like the toothbrushes and the, the hair dryer oh my gosh yeah so good like you have everything is just gold because you're just rich yeah yeah which i mean i wonder if that if this is sort of and this will sort of get into possibly my bummer um if this is sort of a wakanda situation where it's just a sort of advanced country and sort of thing or is this sort of government this kingdom sort of ruled with an iron fist and like it's obviously opulent at the king level right is it equally opulent for the other people i mean everyone everyone we have seen that like attended that thing right uh looks great and happy but so i don't know and it's just well i think there's yeah there's a lot of commentary on that especially like with them coming to the united states and just obviously seeing like how poorly in general that black people are treated you know and like it's interesting because he says something about the glass on the ground and he's like that is freedom just people can just like throw glass on the street and it's interesting because like you can't like you know he's coming as the top of the top of the top of the food chain like total royalty like there's no way he's going to comment on like any kind of like wealth in the u.s that anybody has you know um so it's, it's just interesting to like portray to comment on like that's true freedom which is kind of crazy but i guess that character is also like striving for freedom and to like break free of the um you know goldenberg cage that is royalty i'm just gonna assume and hope that everybody who's living in Zamunda yeah. is treated lovely yeah hopefully hopefully he certainly thinks so 
Yeah. Um, so they go to buy like tourist clothes, which are like oh New God. York outfits with like <laughs> buttons and pins everywhere. Presidio Hall has like an <laughs> eight inch button on the front of his jacket. I love it. It's great. It's so good. And they're standing outside and they see the Soul Glow commercial and kind of like get introduced to that dynasty and get introduced to like, you know, anywhere if he's like obsessed with the hairstyle. Um Jason um, H said it so well where like it is such a classic rom-com and it had me wonder because like we have such clear villains and heroes I'm like is this like Shakespeare like is it is it based on something but I mean I guess like all rom-coms kind of are but I was like is this like a clear um, you know what I mean I mean it's definitely fits you know a lot there's a lot of stories that are very similar you know, oh yeah told and like yeah I, I kind of thought of that too like maybe because i was like linking james earl jones to the lion king to the hamlet i was like is there some sort of like thing there but yeah but i, um, I think yeah it doesn't get enough credit as like a rom-com no um and like and we'll get into this later but daryl as like the rom-com villain is yeah. should be ranked up there with some of the other ones you know that we've we've looked at yeah Oh yeah, so we we get to see the uh, we go back to the barber shop and they're still in there like just you know shooting the shit as you do, having like bo- arguments about boxing and stuff <laughs> and and um you know <laughs> and Akeem wants a haircut. <laughs> do this gag of just like cutting off his ponytail that he's been growing since he was an infant. Um, it's just kind of funny. I was oh, yeah. wondering like what was gonna happen with that like what that but they never really talked about it later on. i thought maybe the dad would have been upset about it or something i assume he probably was gonna cut it off at his wedding anyways oh, um it's like a pre-marriage maybe. ponytail yeah i got gotcha. you so they like akeem and um semi and semi decide they're gonna go like to where you go pick up ladies Although, um, are we, before we move on from the barbershop, yeah. we're at the barbershop, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I have to, I was so, this is where I think they're like, um, Clarence is just like making up different people that he like ran into on the street one day, like Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And I just like love that he asserts that Frank Sinatra told him that Joe Lewis is 137 years old. <laughs> I like, couldn't handle it. It's like, he's 137. This is like, he sat down and he said like, you know what, you know about Joe Lewis? He's 137 years old. Oh my God. I just like lost it. It's just incredible. What a delight. Yeah. There's so much in those scenes. It's like oh. hidden nuggets and jewels. And you almost wonder like, was that written? Was it improvised? Were they just like gagging? I assume it was largely improvised by Eddie Murphy and just like riffing on each other. Uh, but yeah, it's amazing just how Martin Luther King sort of pushed him oh down. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, it's so great. good. Okay, so now they go to the bar to pick yeah. up ladies and we get this sort of like date is what I By the yeah. way, I love that bar. I just like, I wanted to be there like at the disco, like dancing. I loved all those people dancing in the background. Yeah, and, totally. Um, we just kind of get this montage of just like, you know, where women are not um, represented maybe in the best way. And also two sets of twins, um, which is kind of a funny gag. Where, where the One rappers? One of them is a Siamese twin. Sure. And then there was yeah. like, I don't know if the rappers were twins, but then like later on, they looked like another set of twins. Okay, yeah. Um, Which I do think there's still some problems with the scene, but I I was expecting it to be a lot worse. Yeah, Uh, totally. Yeah, especially even Arsenio Hall's character, like 
he's yeah. dressed as a woman. It could be problematic, but that's the one uh, I was really worried. I mean, I, I've seen this like a few months ago, but I wasn't paying like critical attention to like, oh, is it bad? And it, I they didn't. I don't just, think they treated it that. Yeah, I bad. think it's just like not very funny. Like, I I think sure. what doesn't work is like there's just a lot of work that a lot of like labor that goes yeah. into that scene of like back and forth and back and forth, and then the spit take, and it's like, eh. Yeah. You dress as a woman, like coming on to you is not funny, <laughs> really. So I that think it, I think some people think that's really funny, and I know, think wasn't for oh. real. But go ahead, Bridget. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I think you froze there for a sec. But I was just saying, like, I think I think some people thought that was really funny, and probably still do. But at least the gag wasn't about. It was it was supposed to be about like just a legit woman. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the gag. That's the he, word. But you know what I mean? Like, not a transgender woman. They weren't I, making a trans joke, is basically. No, I don't think so. I think the gag was that he was like essentially hitting on himself, I guess. But it still is like, ugh, I don't know if they got kind of lost in it. Sure. But like I said, I was expecting it to be a lot worse. It, mm-hmm. it definitely wasn't that funny. It's one of the less funny parts of it, but it. It wasn't as problematic as I, I enjoyed more the dancing in the background in this scene. Yeah. Your problem. yeah. I like their sweaters as well. Yeah. It's fun little sweaters. Again, wearing. the visuals in a lot of this movie were delightful, the costumes. Um, so then, like Jason H said, they go to a beauty pageant, as you do. Um, you just happen upon it? I don't know. No, they uh, they go to the, back to the barbershop and basically said that they struck yeah. out at the bar. And it's like, you can't go to mm-hmm. uh, a bar and right. pick up you got to go to a nice place like church to like meet a nice woman. So and they go it's to like, the, <laughs> the Miss Black Awareness pageant. Yeah. Which I love this scene as well. of just like yeah. everything going on in it is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a funny gag that like there, the pageant was for black awareness week. It's like, you know, like you get a week. Yeah. Like totally. Of awareness. Um, I know some people feel that way about like black history month. It's like, totally um but yeah we get this uh oh my god we get the band sexual chocolate also who is eddie murphy yeah it's eddie murphy yeah Mm -hmm. i forgot about that voice is the same but the sight is very different it's like i couldn't handle it a dubbed (laughs) voice and arsenio hall is the preacher i didn't that was one that i forgot about that i didn't realize until the end i knew arsenio hall was a preacher but i didn't know about the um the guide i'm like what is this what is this like was it called like um sexual chocolate? Sexual chocolate. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what is this gag? And then at the end, I'm like, oh, it was Eddie Murphy. And as a kid, <laughs> I think I just like thought that possibly the entire cast of this movie, I'm and I mean literally, the entire cast was either Eddie Murphy or Arsenio Hall. And I was just even like, Lisa? Well, kind of, because why not? <laughs> like it's all just like what? It's like a mind no, blow at the Lisa end. So you're just like gorgeous. Yeah, she is. She totally is. Um, and so anyway, I just, I, at the end of the movie, I was always like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to find out. Every time I watched it, I'm like, who is who? Like, it's kind of incredible. And this is another scene where Sweets, the other bartender, who's not Arsenio Hall and right. um, Eddie Murphy, it's, I love his lines in this of just like, you know, he's good. And it's, uh, I'm just... <laughs> I don't know why I love his character so much. It's just 
Clint Smith. Clint Smith. And I love Clint his Smith. infatuation with sexual chocolate. Um, yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy is that, um, I think the, I think it's like Randy Jackson is the name of that singer is singing that song like a looney tune. <laughs> the way he's like the, the greatest love of that, all that song. It's, it's just, or yeah, yeah the, futures are ch- children or something right that's or, the greatest love of yep. all yeah. yeah and it's just like the words he's em- he's emphasizing the words in the craziest ways <laughs> i love it's it just i love it or oh just him God. walking off the stage with him just sort of like <laughs> clapping stamping his feet and just dropping the mic yeah um, i yeah. really they, just i want to end a, a karaoke set by doing that one day and they that's do a, a really good... hard karaoke song though John. not doing that I song bet. but just end it that way of just like okay stomping my feet and dropping the mic mm. in that manner. They do such a good job of establishing the fact that the audience is like being polite, but are like totally not into this. Like, <laughs> Although I don't get why they would have hated him as much as they do. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, why did they immediately? Actually, I will tell you, I was bracing. <laughs> I was bracing for some homophobia here of like, I was like, is this guy like, is the lead singer gay? Cause he's kind of almost like playing it like that. And it's like, is that why everybody hates this guy? And then it clearly was just not that. And just the fact that this person was a lunatic, um, but yeah. Um, we get introduced in this scene to Oof. Lisa. Yes. Oh, sorry. I was oofing at Eric LaSalle. Cause we also kind of get introduced to Eric LaSalle, oh, but yeah. Lisa's incredible. Yeah. And she's asking for money for you know, donations. And Akeem is like completely mesmerized by her immediately. Yeah. As one should be. Sight. She's yeah. totally. amazing. She's incredible. And then we kind of get a kill the cat scene with Eric <laughs> LaSalle where he just passes the basket and we know that he's not donated anything, even though he is the sole glow heir. <laughs> Which I also love that that's his introduction. They don't be, they don't exclaim who he is at that right. point. It's just, they basically mm-hmm. show him killing the cat and then move on without any sort of other background and i just love that introduction yeah yeah but we do see akeem put like a wad of money into the basket which i was like oh he's just so trusting like not that not that about the donation but about other people like oh totally yeah no kidding like that's pretty trusting um so we get to like the next scene i have uh, is where we get introduced to mcdowell's and you guys stop me i'm kind of moving us through because no no i got it that's that's it podcast yeah 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 um and i love like all of the the conversation around like that it's not it's not mcdonald's i love it i love all the reasons why it's not mcdonald's the golden arches versus the golden arcs and mcdowell's and mcdonald's Um, absolutely and actually i guess i have a question from question corner that comes in from um heather g and it's like a comment question um heather g that like one day maybe hopefully will be my like sister-in-law-in-law uh but anyway she asks or says like don't we think that mcdowell's like if there was a um black owned restaurant chain called mcdowell's that opened today wouldn't it be incredible like wouldn't we all just patronize it that's that's the question like would it be a good investment and a hit? Oh, you mean because of the movie? I guess so. I, I Maybe I should ask for more clarification, but just like that would be an amazing chain that like, don't we want a rival to McDonald's? Don't we want McDowell's to like get in there and and get some of the- We do. I guess it would have to be sort of uh, knowing that it's like black owned. Yeah. You know, whereas all of those- um, 
fast food joints are, I'm sure, probably not. Yeah, exactly. Um, totally. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's the trickier part is like, yes, we we would, but it's, I don't know, yeah. making sure that it's know. actually owned. I don't really owned. like McDonald's at all, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. They but do have like good fries. But make but Bridget McDowell's is not McDonald's. I mean, no. there's the golden arcs, not the arches. I know, and they I have mean, there's much a, better outfits. Oh, out, better outfits. The owner of the franchise knows how to flip a burger. I'm just That's saying. True. I'd be true. I for one would be happy if McDowell's fully replaced McDonald's, and that's coming from not somebody who hasn't eaten McDonald's since. Also, I would like seven. them to replace Subway because that is now oh. like more prevalent than McDonald's. Subway's God, the worst. It is yeah. the grossest food. Oof. And Sorry. fun fact: this McDonald's is not sponsored by Subway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or ever will be. There goes the Subway just sponsorship been I've been cultivating so all week. To be good, and they're terrible. Sandwich artists, give me a break. Yeah, give me a break. Uh, but I'll no, tell you a fun say, fact about okay. Subway. They have a vegetarian sub that is terrible. They've uh, had that for oh, but it's okay, not like the patty. It's no, no. What it is is they take it's whatever the they're rake. Yes, it's it's they shredded lettuce, years. cheese. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's something that an insane person would it order gives on a road me like trip. Like a migraine. Thinking I about hate it. it. It's so gross. Their bread isn't classified as bread. I know. Just, you know. I mean, it's upsetting. Okay, back we to my to fun fact. We need to start an anti-subway <laughs> podcast. Fun yes. fact. Yes. Uh, McDowell's was filmed in an actual Wendy's. Ooh, uh, suck it, Wait, no, it was, it was in, no, the apartment was filmed in Brooklyn. I think the this Wendy's, it was actually in Queens. Okay. Well, maybe you'll know the second kind of tangential or, or, or similar question from Heather G, which is, did this movie face any kind of backlash from McDonald's? Like, No, it was sort of signed on by oh. McDonald's. Here they is an actual, them in the an, credits. an actual fun fact. So they had the thumbs up from McDonald's, but they didn't tell a, another McDonald's that was down the street. And so the, the like manager of that one came there and like was taking photos and was like, we're going to sue the hell out of you. Um, just cause they, the, is that in the movie? That's basically in the movie. That's basically in the movie. But yeah, I'd read that like they didn't tell the local affiliates, um, that yeah, there's fake McDonald's was going in. And so that they were pissed and were threatening lawsuits and stuff like that. That's incredible. So, yeah. What a it's fun, amazing. One what of the, thing. yeah, like I said, one of the big thing people they thank in the credits is McDonald's corporation. So I figured it was cool. Oh, oh I didn't see that. Yeah. Makes sense. Checks out. Well, so they, I think we're at the part where I love the mop in the bucket thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where he has no idea. I mean, cause why would he know how to mop? Like he no. would have never seen that. Right. Oh, so good. So they're like going through the store and kind of like talking about what the job is going to be like. And they both want, you know, you know, they go there, right. Because of Lisa specifically. And, and they want to just like explore. Yeah. The Cause they meet life. them at the church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I have a note that I, the McDowell's uniform looks a lot like thud butts outfit from hook is what I'll say. <laughs> They have a similar hat with a pom-pom yeah. on it where it's like golfer-ish. Like it's a tricky, not sure where it comes from, but it's fun. So uh, the guys are working at McDowell's now and they're talking about how they like haven't had sex since they've been in the United States. And then I was wondering like how much sex they were having before then, but I guess a lot. 
Well, because I was trying to pay well, attention to this because I, I do know a little bit of the plot of coming to okay. America too. And it's basically mm-hmm. about his son that he fathered before oh, um, wow. marrying Lisa. Oh. And it's just, so I was like very attuned to any sort of reference if Hakeem had actually had sex before mm. marriage. And I couldn't find one. Um, I believe that is the reference. No, because even in this scene, Semi says that. <laughs> Bridget, you seem like you were like we were at a deposition and you like just straighten your glasses. Like, Look I at, believe that is the I reference. Believe, I believe uh, that is the reference. Well, said they talked about how they, we collective, not together, no, but separate. They are I in the conversation, but the only one who says that is Semi. But he says we. He doesn't say I haven't had sex. Is it the royal re- we? I think Quite it's literally. the royal we. Because it's. <laughs> well. I think that that is enough to justify it and arrest my case. <laughs> one, would, one, would, one would think, because I mean, later on or earlier, I think he's talking with the king and the king like assumes that. Right, that he's just been boinking around. but With his bathers. And they don't he, want him to boink around because it's like off their turf. Like he has like naked women like cleaning his penis every day and he's with topless women. He's must be having some sort of sexual interaction. But he, he never says that he does. That's all I'm saying. Is, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of insinuation. Okay. I think that uh, Semi says they do. Anyway, so they are, um, you know, they're going to go. Akeem is like hanging out with Lisa and um, they're chatting and he tells her that he goes to the University of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was so, for some reason, this like, oh my gosh, this just like made me cringe in the sense that I couldn't be more empathetic because I'm like, right, like you would not be able to just improvise a university if you had not looked into it, right? It's right. Like, Columbia, SUNY, NYU, say anything, but like you couldn't do it. So I'm um, the- about how many New York colleges. <laughs> Although yeah. I think that's the only yeah. reason I agreed to do this podcast is so that I could um, <laughs> demonstrate Sarah how, how many Sarah like yeah well no I mean I I tapped out at three frankly <laughs> but like it was like it yeah I, I don't know why I was just like so zoned into like oh my god this would be such a nightmare like you couldn't you would not be able to make it up like these girls like live in Queens they would know Ugh, the- so the University of the United States this movie I think caused me to believe that American University in dc was always made up i would hear it and i'd be like that's made up there's no way there's just an american university it does sound like (laughs) a university but but university of the united states although that's probably a for-profit university somewhere that donald trump started right yeah yeah. totally totally which i I always thought like american university was like some made-up crap school and it's actually a good school my yeah. brother got his master's degree. Yeah. His you know podcast. what's one of the more made up sounding universities? What is it in Bridget? Maybe you can help me. It's like University. Tucson. Towson. Tucson. Towson. Towson College University. Um, it's like University of Maryland College University. Do you know oh, what yeah. About? Oh, yeah. Maryland there's like University one. College. University of Maryland University College. I mean, that yep. sounds like if you were working at a McDowell's and someone right. asked you to improvise, <laughs> you would say that I go to University of Mar- Maryland University College. Right. And you're just like saying College of University. This one day, podcast not yeah. sponsored by that university. <laughs> I just want to find the backstory of why they named that school that it's, name. Lunacy. it's yeah. lunacy i don't know i mean i st- where i studied abroad in cork ireland my college was called university college cork 
And that always yeah. confused me. So I was like, why are you saying university and college? I also want to be clear is like, that seems like a the University of Maryland University College seems like a really good university. I know people have gone there. And sure. when they say where they've you gone, yeah. I it's it just is, yeah. it's a lot. It's intense. So then help me out with this. I get confused. They go to Madison Square Garden, but they're not seeing like a Knicks game. No, it's a college a- game at St. John's. That's another school you could have said. That's okay. true. Uh, yeah, although that's true. I, it's also in Annapolis. I never, I never knew that St. John's, the famous basketball one, was in New York. I just, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think it is right now that it's occurring to me that that school is not the Annapolis no. uh, <laughs> philosophy-centered school. Those that's also amazing at basketball. A great book school or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Well, that I'm just going to continue living in that fantasy that I have in my head. Yeah, that it's. It's a it's a yeah great book school that happens to be amazing. Ask me the Socrates. <laughs> um, oh, so they well, it's, it's what's your question sister. about this though? No, I just want to make sure I heard right. I just didn't mm-hmm. understand what was happening because she was like, Do you want to go to the St. John's game? And then I was like, They're in Madison Square Garden, like what's happening? It was it looked pretty like I think awkward. these are the tickets that Eric LaSalle gives to the father. No, right? that's for a uh, Jets game. I mean, Phil, we passed the part. Speaking of the Jet game, we passed the part that he mentions that the Giants of New York are playing the Packers of Green Bay. Like, didn't I, you? Oh, I made a note of this. I okay, was going good. to save this for something else. Oh, sorry. I knew, uh, I knew you were going to. What an asshole I am. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. So uh, can... we'll, we'll talk about that later in the episode. Okay, got it. It. so it's it's um the boyfriend what's the boyfriend's name daryl derek errol eric daryl yeah doctor, doctor is being such a xenophobe at this basketball game like this is an example of like where the girl the amazing wonderful sure. yeah. protagonist lisa is with this like total colossal ass like that we see in like um, Wedding Crashers and the Cutting Edge and Crocodile Dundee and like it all kind of leads up to like the father really likes this guy. You know what I mean? It's like a very right, similar, which is like trickery going on. Totally, which is very Shakespearean to me. But man, they couldn't they they made him so unlikable. Like what it's, a jerk! I love it. You know, um, just because I always forgot that he is such a great bully. Oh, bad man. guy in this totally. it's just he he hits this trope amazingly well and he does. yeah i love it i love him in er i love watching er in the early days of er when it was i know like... yeah um so the little sister though is there and she's giving akeem like a hand job basically like um, yeah <laughs> which i'm like god did i know what was going on as a kid with this i'm not i i think i thought she was i honestly think i probably thought she was just like rubbing his leg and that was so fun <laughs> well, that you too. would have thought that Katie. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, so he he jumps up and he's like yes uh i don't know if he like yeah i don't know what happens there so he and goes it's halftime halftime which is funny that's a funny gag too it's like my favorite part yeah so he goes to the bathroom and he's in the bathroom line and he gets recognized by a vendor mm-hmm. who's like from his home country Zamunda right freaks out yeah he's from Zamunda and he freaks out and there's like another guy there that's from Zamunda too and they Um, take they take the equivalent of a selfie which he has to go and get a camera and come back and then 
um yeah like what? lisa and eric lasalle see this and then he just says um that's just a man i met at the restroom which is fun which then he gets the reputation of being just incredibly charming which i love the guy's friend that comes with the camera who doesn't have any lines he's just like sitting yeah. there and the guy who does have lines is actually arsenio hall's cousin Oh, um, which he's, he's also been in just about everything. Um, I'm, I can't remember where he was like the most famous, but he, I mean, he was in like the Romeo and Juliet. He was in mm. sort of broken arrow and old, like, uh, action movies from the nineties. He was in Chicago hope. Um, he's not the guy from lost. Is he? I don't think he was in That's lost, a different guy. Uh, okay. different guy. Um, yeah, he he's been in just about everything, and he's he's pretty great. He's like I think he was even nominated for an Oscar at some point. But yeah, mm. Arsenio Hall's cousin. Cool. I think cousin related to Arsenio Hall. He's great, and I love yeah, I love that they're both from Zamunda and just are losing their minds. So um, they are back at McDowell's, and Akeem and Lisa are chatting with each other, and he's like, you know quoting Nietzsche and things like that and she's like is everybody from your country like this or is it just Mm -hmm. you or you know just the goat herders which is and Bridget I think you touched on it before it is like yeah what is that you know we're only seeing royalty from this country so it is it is hard to understand like what is the wealth gap like what is it's hard to know like what well these two guys who are from Zamunda who work at the stadium like they're big fans Well, right. They're big fans. But they came to the U.S. Right. So, like, why have they left? Like, right. But there's also a common story of that in the immigrant experience of some of of people immigrating here who are doctors, lawyers, you know, college professors in their own country. And then they come here and maybe it doesn't quite translate the same way. Um, True. So that could be what happens. You know, we don't know. So uh, they're chilling there. And then. Samuel Jackson comes in and he's oh my gonna, gosh. He's gonna rob the McDowells. And Lisa is super chill about it. So chill. <laughs> everyone like, is. Well, everyone is. Won four times. Five. Five times. Five. So this is the fifth. Which time. I'm like, there's oh, right, no yeah. way. True. Like, I know that like New York in the 80s was rough, but it's like five times. You've I assume that McDowell's is a franchise and it's not just this one store. I hope so. And so it's right. then through all point. these branches that are in Queens have gotten hit yeah. a bunch by this one guy. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of paperwork and a, like a lot of serious office time. And I don't know that that necessarily happens with like one store. Maybe it does. Right. I don't know. Right. Or he, I don't think you would be this rich as he is with just one franchise or I guess yeah. not even franchise. Cause it's, it's his business. Yeah. Um, I will say so on the robbery, of course, the guy in the register is Louis Anderson. Which yes. This has been in the news a bunch of sort of the studio made them hire a white guy. And um, Eddie Murphy was like, oh, you know, if I have to do this, who's the funniest white guy I know? And it was like Louis Anderson. But it was like this was forced on them because they were like, God oh. forbid they have a movie with all, you know, black people and it's wow i actually noted that that's uh that's mm, that is so unfortunate and i really like louis anderson (laughs) so i like seeing louis anderson but that's a uh shitty backstory as to why he's in this film but it's lit Mm. i mean this movie wouldn't have been any worse if 
like he, he was great in it, but it like oh, it could yeah. have been replaced. I by don't know that he Eddie. made it better. Anyway, I'll get it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm saying it is such a throwaway part. Yeah. No, I'm I'm saying that like if that had been replaced by anyone else that uh, Eddie Murphy knew, mm-hmm. the movie wouldn't have been any worse. Yeah, it's you know? crap that like somehow Louis Anderson had to green light it. Yeah, they yeah. didn't need that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um. So yeah, they they uh, they destroy. <laughs> destroy take down samuel l like the two guys do mostly it's it's a keem right um and he tells a little him, bit arsenio hall but yeah i don't know I, th- I thought he helped significantly he did help them yeah he was they were on the same page they could have they were holding back too they could have shown some even more bow fighting skills but they just did like just what was necessary it was pretty great pretty rad i loved i really loved i mean like then it just turns into like falling down or speed where he's just like unscrewing the um the mop that's pretty fun yeah like to you know it's pretty cool and he says freeze you diseased (laughs) rhinoceros pizzle yes because it sort of calls back in their first one that arsenio hall is really good at these crazy insults which he says one to akeem and yeah yeah so because of that the boss um the dad of lisa invites them over to their house but they basically get asked to be the valet um basically wearing the same outfit as another movie that we haven't shown yet i was thinking about clifford which um <laughs> go on talking about well they're, they're wearing that like red jacket it, it reminded me of that scene in clifford because i think he's like wearing the same oh yeah basically he is and i will say that's a I'll future talk- i'm talking to you from the future listeners the i really liked the valet joke of like you know he's invited they're like they're like, we're finally on the same, they, they view us as peers. And then they realize that they're invited to this party as valets, which like I can talk about more offline, but that's like kind of happened to me, but I'll, I'll talk about it more <laughs> outside of this podcast. But I'm like, oh my God, that was like New Year's like that one time. Anyway, when they invited you over and then you had a bartender. <laughs> Mm, it was a valet situation but oh. anyway we'll talk oh, about it later okay, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about um, it later but yeah, yeah. Akeem, Akeem kind of gets like a little bit of an upper hand because he gets to go inside and he's going to be the bartender um yes that's true warmer. which this and then we get sort of the what does a king actually think about wealth in other places we get that line about you know in like 20 or 30 years you could have a house like this and Hakeem is like oh that would really be something right as in, he would have to fall on really hard times. Right. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. yeah. So there's a series of events here, but basically, you know, Soul Glow goes and asks for Lisa's permission, Lisa's dad's permission to marry her. And then instead of proposing to her, they just announce it in front of the whole room. This is where I had this list that I read earlier <laughs> of like, cutting edge crocodile dundee wedding crashers and i'm sure there's a million more and my question is in which like the father of the bride-to-be and the crap boyfriend the rich yet terrible boyfriend make this like announcement together much to the chagrin of the bride-to-be and like i guess my question from question corner is like does this actually happen um i think there are corners of the world where there are parents who really want to see their kid married in a cer- certain social yeah year. and right. so um there's like you know an old boys club and sort of a like thing like that and i i would think yes it you know, is maybe not I, to an extreme but i, I hate it every time Ugh. Yeah. 
no, it's not good. But I did like that Lisa gets mad about it. Oh yeah, yeah. She doesn't just go along with it. She saves real face, mad. Real. She mad. saves face a little bit and not like get out of my house forever, you snake. But she takes, you know, she she pushes him around like literally. Yeah, because she's not going to be forced into marriage. Um, and like and- Akeem have a cute conversation out on the swing on the swing set but to be clear like is this in fact the end of eric lasalle and lisa like that's it right yeah that's it which is pretty great that's pretty awesome yeah well it was a a turning point like it was either i guess move forward or not but i love it because in those other movies that i mentioned that's not what happens (laughs) it's a real roller coaster ride afterwards and i also think whether it's whether we've seen Daryl act this way that he did at the basketball game before that we just haven't seen, or, you know, like there were definitely reactions where Lisa is seeing that he's a jerk and not worth her time. And I think this was sort of just the last straw of this. So I I think this was a a while coming. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, So then Akeem invites Lisa to her to dinner at their place and he's like you know it's gonna be i live in kind of a bad place like get used to it and then like one of my favorite parts of the movie ever is that semi has changed he swagged out the apartment (laughs) it is funny and i remember i was trying to remember the plot and i'm like i in my head i made up that the father had paid them off and then semi had like cashed in and i i remember the hot tub thing i remember that he walks in and it's bad that he's in a hot tub um but when I saw it this time, I was like, it's still not like great. <laughs> like this apartment. It's 80s, it's 80s great. It's 80s it's great. 80s, it's 80s great. But in my mind, I'm like, it's still like it's totally not a palace, crazy. But it's like, also it's like, like, how do you get a hot tub through an apartment I, door? I don't even want to get started. It's like Daryl the- Hannah maybe helped him. Yeah. Also, have you ever been into like a area that has an indoor hot tub and what that room yeah. feels like sure, don't but... even bother just take a shower this is disgusting uh, it's like arrested looked, development the sight gag of it is delightful and i it is. you know like what what would like a man choose to purchase in like 1980s that like, yeah a lot of neon it's a hot tub it's neon it's like a stereo system it's also like a built up hot tub it's, it's, what? Like plastic, it's like a plastic hot yeah, tub. No, I thought it was like, like tiled on the inside. Was it not? It was just like know. neon colors. I don't, I don't know. know. It, it was great. I, I do want to point out there was this bar, and I might have mentioned this before, but there was this bar in DC uh, that was filled with just aqu- aquariums. Oh, God. And it was this, it was in Adams Morgan and it would be packed and it would just get so humid in there Ugh. that the only reason I've been, they have an amazing deck, but you'd have to sit in this just like Petri, di- Petri dish of like <laughs> human filth oh, and, and moisture to get up there. Is yeah, it feel it was, like it, the top of the Baltimore Aquarium? Pr- yeah, probably. Very I think it was worse. It was worse. Oh, you, you mean got, the jungle? Like, you mean the rainforest yeah. area? Yeah. No, it was, <laughs> it was worse. I'm always like, that's a very specific type of humidity. Yeah, yeah. they make it real. Yeah, totally. Real humid. So, of course, like, you know, he can't, Akeem can't take Lisa inside there because then she'll see they're rich. Mm-hmm. So he, um, they go for a walk and they go to eat and, um, you know, they're having like a great time. And then he gives like a giant wad of money to uh, a homeless man. 
Donamichi. 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 That's Donamichi. 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 What movie was that? Uh, Trading Places. So this is a no, no, full no, no, on. No. Oh, wait. Our, oh, our Harry and the Hendersons. Those guys are okay. from. Harry, Harry and the Henderson's is when Donamichi is from. But okay. um, yes, this is a full on callback to Trading Places. So it's fun. Same director, Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy as well. Yeah. yeah, it's fun that Eddie Murphy's kind of stringing along with a mustache to Beverly Hills Cop. And um, wait, we haven't watched Trading Places, right? No, no, we no, no. But I mean, like, yeah, these are the yeah. two guys that gotcha, end up gotcha, on the streets. Gotcha. Yeah, um, because you just Mortimer have, like, and Randolph. Mortimer yeah. and Randolph. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, so good. I love. I just love the like. You know, I've talked about it. I just love like romance in the eighties, and especially there's like it's so glamorous to like dancing at dinner and smooching it's just so cute can i talk about that this is like my um it's not necessarily my hummer beat but my dream is that this would be more normalized like i know that there's always like a person that gets up at like dinner and dances and i'm always looking at them like that person's a lunatic um because (laughs) it isn't normalized that's That's the reason right but like if it was i would love it and maybe post in a post-pandemic world we're all just gonna like forget it and i would just love to get up and slow dance after dinner like why do i have to go to a club after dinner which is what i do all the time i go to clubs after dinner um no i don't i don't even know where a club is but jam of pants uh, (laughs) that's true um but i would love to just like dance at dinner like this i i found it so yeah you know what let's start now like there's this stigma around people like doing things outside the box and like you know what if you just want to do things yeah which i'll say i have a stigma for this when i see people do this i just instantly be like oh what's wrong with you stop showcasing your no no not you i have i have the exact same thought it's like this here it comes here are these dancing dinner people but i yearn but no yeah i want to be i want to become where i enjoy this rather than just roll my eyes in the back of my head and so yeah you have the problem no i'm saying we do and i want to we do i want to change this um we need to exercise our cynicism and judgment phil exercise it or exhort yeah, I know. We don't, Exor- how do you I say? How do you differentiate it? Exorcise. Yeah, exorcise it. I don't you know. Mean I don't know. I was making a joke. Exorcise yeah. it, and we need to find. We need to like, you know, um, exercise our joy. Yeah. But exorcise. Okay. Our- we just need to this make this a four-hour podcast. Sorry, <laughs> right. linguistics. So uh, back at the apartment, Patrice is there, um, and you know she's been hanging out with with semi and i really like patrice too uh this whole sister game in this is amazing patrice i love her dancing earlier on when they're at the house we were talking about that i love her outfit in this scene so much she's incredible oh and these earrings everything about her is just wonderful i also like that she's not like some unseemly less desirable sister necessarily she's just kind of like a younger more feisty sister that you know is a little like um money obsessed i suppose but i just really like i like her yeah i like that sister her dad is money obsessed yeah no kidding they could have made her completely one-dimensional and they don't like i think she's likable um yeah so but also like yeah so she sees everything and like the the line is like that he's the prince that semi's the prince and that akeem is the servant and they like are making Mm -hmm. out 
and Akeem comes home and sees that. But first, he's like singing to be loved. <laughs> the top oh of my god, so good! Walking through Queens, being told to shut up again. It's incredible. Oh, shut funny. the f up. So the family comes from Zamunda because we see that Semi has sent a telegram, telegraph, telegram saying that they're out of money Moneygram, which yeah. is an incredible yeah like at a western union or something and like the woman yeah so the that, wo- that actress or comedian i love is like think that's enough like i just love her and i remember loving her as a kid and her name is elaine kagan and yeah, I, I saw, saw that. that in the credits i'm like why aren't we talking about that all the time that elaine kagan is has almost you know, exact it- same name as elena kagan who's a supreme court justice no it, it's her <laughs> i wish i wish it was it probably that would be is amazing. Uh, like i just i i love that i don't know if i've seen that actress anywhere else but i just i think that exchange is so funny we should start that rumor not that it's yeah. a rumor everyone listening supreme court justice oh my gosh elena kagan is in oh the original coming to america think that'll Fact. be enough why not a cool million? Oh, so good so good I also love, I think it's at this point where Eddie Murphy finds those like two little girls on the stoop. Oh yeah. Like I have a date with Lisa and they just look at each other. It's yeah, just so like... cute. <laughs> it's so funny. Very real. Okay, so yeah, the, they family, don't care. the family does come and they pull up at the apartment and they have the rose bears actually dump in the snow, which I think is like such a funny gag. Um, but oh, but yeah. at this point we forgot to mention that, that they, the two gentlemen like demand that they switch apartments because they don't want to have this fancy apartment anymore mm. because Lisa can't see it. So they trade with the landlord. Yeah. And this is who gets gets to meet the family from Zamunda first. So I have a question that started to pop into my head around this time is like, who is the woman that is kind of like constantly with them that gets a lot of like camera time, but no lines? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Um... I think she's like an aunt. Do you think there was there's like a the version mom, of this? And there's like the auntie, I think. She does she get gets a lot of camera time. A lot. And then at the end, she's even in it, like matching up with somebody. I can't remember. But like, do we think there was like a version of this movie where she was a defined character with lines? Because she's on screen a lot, but I'm always like, because she's like um super attractive and like very dynamic. And I'm always like waiting for her to say something. And she never does. Either that or. Or she just knew someone in the cast and got a lot more screen. Something. My my yeah. guess is the former that there was more scenes where yeah. she had lines. It's interesting. She's also, there's also the entourage feel. I mean, they do give a lot of camera time to the rose bearers too. Like it's true. It's true. You no, know, you get to but see we, but like it's like face. And that's very true. Like, but it's like we know they're the rose bearers. I'm not sure like what role. But maybe she's like an envoy or like is I don't she know. the wife of the um I forget his name ah uh, ah. Uh, Oh, the guy that's like the the town crier kind of. Yeah, oh. yeah, maybe. Oh, I think it maybe so. Crying. I was thinking in this convoy, it's so or envoy, it's so it's so crazy that they have like three rose bearers that they bring with them yeah. to. The and US. I was thinking, like, well, obviously, like I think being you know in Zamunda is probably better, but like, how cool! Like they're like, oh, I get to travel for work. Like I'm going yeah. To yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> it's in- it's incredible. It reminds me of like um like tennis players, like professional tennis players bring like um two or three different people on the road with them and one is their coach and one is their stringer, like to string their rackets because it needs to be exactly the same. And I'm like, that's mm. kind of like a rose bearer situation. Yeah. Well, Not, no offense to tennis stringers. Yeah. 
also, or rose bearers. For that there part. has to be another sort of bulk rose petal carrier. Right. That's true. They will who's finish those little baskets. Preparing them. Yeah. Good question. Maybe that's who that woman is. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. So <laughs> we, um, James Earl Jones sees the picture of Akeem with, with mm-hmm. the like employee of the month. And he's like, my son works. Like, I, I know that. that was yeah. a funny little moment. And then I love that a semi gets punished to the royalty suite yeah. at the hotel and to be bathed thoroughly yes oh thank you i love that also when he opens up the door to the royal family he just screams in their face shuts the door collects himself and then opens it up i i love that gag amazing physical comedy yeah so we you know there then we are like i gotta tell you like as much as i'm gonna give it away i love this movie but this part of the movie started to drag quite a bit. The yeah. like chasing everybody around yes, New York. So much chasing and like back and forth. Yeah. And, like, I, I get it again. It's like, I, you just missed him. I just missed him. You missed him. He's not here. Um, yeah. Just, oh, come on. Like it could just, just, just get to it. Cause we kind of like, I want to Com- go back to Zamunda, like spend yeah. more time there. Comedies do this a lot. They're, they lose it in the third act. Yeah. And I think, this one, it, yeah, just it slows down too much. Apparently, um, oh, what's his face? I'm blanking on the director. Um, John Landis w- wanted to do a quicker edit of this movie and to cut out a lot to just get it to be faster. And because it was such a big hit, the studio didn't let them let him do that. And I think as long as he didn't touch the beginning, I think it would have actually been a good idea to sort of yeah. trim the fat on this second second part. I don't know what you guys want to talk about in this chase scene. I mean, it's, I wrote it all down, but I mean, is there things you want to highlight? Uh, I, I mean, I love everything that happens at the McDowell's house. Yeah. Um, as far as. I like as, the dog a lot at the McDowell's oh, house. Oh yeah. The dog is, <laughs> Dottie is Dottie, amazing. Who is Dottie um, played herself. <laughs> she, I mean, yeah, She's she gets so many herself. just reaction shots and. Yeah. Yeah, she gets a, she gets a lot of reaction shots too and she doesn't have like you know i'm just saying i think and they gave a lot of good camera time to people she is one of the <laughs> the jimming the camera that i was oh, mentioning okay. earlier she okay. actually has a shot of just looking straight at the camera gotcha. uh, i'll just go ahead and say it. daryl also has one where he looks straight at the camera oh, um yeah. like all on purpose and and i think there's one more but those are the only three um that I got for sure. I, I'm sure Arsenio Hall had one. Um, he probably had like three, but yeah. the dog and, uh, and Daryl definitely had one in those scenes. After like the sister takes off his wet clothes, right? Is that where we are? Um, or is it a different one? I forget where, let's see. I have it marked down. Cause I think it's the end, like where he comes in and, and the do- the sister is like, we have to get out, get these out, like get, you out of these clothes and he like yeah. looks straight at the camera and i'm always yeah. i'm like why now how interesting <laughs> but yeah, i guess no, that, it's that like was his i guess it's like they're together now or at least they were for that night i also oh, think patrice is gonna dump guy? him probably oh who gave that gag who was getting out of the wet clothes eric daryl oh, sorry okay because they had that freak winter thunderstorm that was something that happened thunder snow yeah, yeah. no it, it was raining it was raining, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, again, 
a weird time to have a rainstorm without like really focusing on it. Why does it need to be raining? Yeah, it is an interesting device. For the get out of your wet clothes scene. And I guess so. It made he, it funnier that he was like constantly coming to the door drenched and he gets turned away. There's a, uh, there, you know, Akeem chases Lisa onto the subway, just the most beat up subway I've ever seen. <laughs> the most graffitied. It was like um, Return subway. to Oz. It yeah. had just been like, totally graffitied. And then I was so convinced because he hops the subway, what is that called? You know, turnstile. The turnstile. The turnstile, like, kind of like it's nothing. And I was just convinced that that was going to be the end of him. He was going to be, like, pursued. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's it's not. Which, I like, know they spend I guess a lot it of time be. focusing on that. Like, you'd think he was going to get, like, hey, get back here. But no. Uh, yeah, nothing. There, there yeah, was, was, like, a, a transit cop in the background for that shot. Right. I was expecting that, like, ice rink manager from Splash to come and, like, tackle him. Um, <laughs> no. And then, and then he, like, pries the subway door open. And you're just expecting something to get in his yeah. way. Um, but then he kind of, you know, professes his love. Not that it wasn't obvious right. to Lisa in front of these subway people. And then obviously all of them are like, Mary the Prince, what's wrong with you? And I kind of asked myself, it's like, what? I, I guess I'm posing this question to uh, my fellow podcasters like, and myself, like, would you marry into a royal family? Like, would you marry a prince or a princess? Megan. Cool. Yeah. I mean, right someone needs to explain Hot what's topic. happened to me. I mean, that, I am getting I married in a few months and he is my prince. So. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, I guess that's <laughs> my answer too. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. We're all either married to I mean, going to marry sure. or hopefully. I don't, I guess. I think like, it would. Depends. Yeah, I mean, I don't, as long as they're good people. I mean, and my partner was a good person. Yeah. Are because you like, again, this? Are you, are you thinking this? Is there something you want to tell us? What's going well, on? Well, like, again, I think it's my question of, like, Secret Service and Rose Petals. It's like, there is a lot that it's, like, you really, truly are giving up your I'm life. I'm sure as soon as she went to Zamunda and she saw just, like, the paradise that that is, she was like, frick yeah, bathe me every day. Wash my Well, she did. Apart. I mean, she liked, you know, because he, at the end, you know, spoiler alert, is like, we could, we could go back. <laughs> She's like, no, no, the only no, thing no. I want to go back to really quick because it was in running for my Hummer was um, when Akeem gives the earrings to that little sweet lady. Oh, she's yeah, yeah. she's and great. She smiles for so long. I know so she's the cutest. It's, yeah, I was like, yes. I just were like, she is so cute. I love yeah. her, and I hope yeah. she like sells those earrings. And uh, oh, absolutely. I hope she gets a great deal because they yeah. they're worth five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, I hope. I mean, she I goes guess because like a jeweler and gets like a really good. Jeweler. I mean, an alternate ending is like he lifts the veil and it's that woman. And it's I like, know. I was <laughs> oh. like, I would love that. I hope she gets to come with them. Maybe she could. Like, I don't know. Totally. I mean, and I didn't mean to fast forward to the end. Like, we're not. We're not. No, that's kind of like that was the last note I had before the wedding day. Back well, in- then we're at the wedding day, which is very like Easter color palette. It's very pastel, <laughs> um, and. This is such a crazy surprise for your wedding. I know. <laughs> You're not marrying the person you thought you were going to. But well, you were ready I, to. I was so upsetting though. Annie, like- Annie ICU watched this film with me, but she had to get up early this morning and she left like a little bit to the end. So I was explaining to her what happened and I yeah. was telling her this part and I'm like, I, 
I would be so the vulnerability in walking down an aisle or being at the aisle in general, like if I know what's going to happen right. and then if it's a surprise, I think I would spontaneously combust. <laughs> like I would turn to ash. Like I just, it is insane to me, this surprise. I mean, it's a good surprise. And I wonder though, do you think like he doesn't combust because he's, he is kind of used to having his way or do you think he had just resigned that he was going to have to marry her and that this is just like you mean the the dog barking woman yeah yeah I mean it's a good surprise because he was resigned to this fate and then like you know we didn't mention that in the limo the mother kind of like in this like the mother holding the puppet strings to these powerful men like make it think it's their idea kind of way is like oh and here I thought you were the king because he's going on about how it's tradition and Annie was saying that there's like a line in the very beginning about how traditions are meant to be changed or something um so then like yeah like then the surprises is that the parents are in on it and then mcdowell's comes in <laughs> he's been hiding in the palace yeah. somewhere for a week or whatever just behind a curtain uh, yeah so i guess like yeah it'd be a relief that you get to spend the rest of your life hopefully with a person that you're actually infatuated with slash love rather than this person that barks like a dog on command um well right he likes her because she's multi-dimensional and she has her own problems. yeah he puts her through a lot yeah. of virtue tests and she passes all of them for sure yeah. and she's so amazing i mean lisa is yeah. like what an amazing protagonist yeah i i guess what, so part of my question was like i was like have they kissed yet and they did kiss at the museum yeah but they haven't like been together right they like kissed also while they were dancing on their okay there's a few it. Yeah. And then they wanted to go much further um, when he like wouldn't let her into the apartment. Mm. Right. Not the first time, but the second time. Right. 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 When he sees the rose petals and yeah. And then they kind of like carriage off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's like a pretty funny joke at the end by the, you know, older Jewish man at the barbershop. I love telling that joke. It's, I like that joke. That joke's funny. Aha. Aha. Yeah, totally. It's a good <laughs> one. And then we get to reveal that literally everybody in the movie was played by either Arsenio Hall or Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Including Lisa. Including Lisa. Lisa which and was a switch. The dog. As well. It was like the Olsen twins. The dog was played by Lisa, her. but everybody yeah. else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that oh my God. What a mind blow. <laughs> oh yeah good and that's coming to america coming to america any other questions in our question corner this week i think i asked them as i went along Uh, yeah i didn't have any i think the biggest one from my court was just why they were wearing polo outfits and never played (laughs) polo yeah good call let's do some hummers hummers and um since this was our team pick right this week um we could let's start with dummers. I have a dummer. Okay. Are we starting with dummers? Yeah. yeah. Dummers. Um, okay. It's uh, the plan. Okay. The one, the dumber that I wrote down was the plan. And I don't know if it's the first or second time that they go to his apartment, but the plan for Eddie Murphy to cook for Lisa, I was very much like, well, what's this going to look like? Like he doesn't know how to mop. Because right. he's never seen anything mopped, which is totally believable. But I like, I don't quite 
buy that Akeem has cooked a lot of groceries considering he doesn't even brush his own teeth. So I don't, yeah. So I don't know if it, I mean, honestly, that could have just led to another like hilarious, like, um, mop gag or maybe it's Karis and hummus, which is my standard thing that I cook for people. Um, so I'm, I'm one to talk. I mean, I'm a real Akeem when it comes to this, but I just was like, this is not a great plan. And then to spin off on that, like, it is a bit of a problem if the guy that invites you back to his apartment is like, what she thinks is he's so ashamed that he can't pass her through the threshold of her, his apartment, yet he invited her there. So from her perspective, it's like, what is happening? Like, why did you invite me if you weren't going to invite, if you're just now occurring to you that you're so poor? This was your idea. Yeah. 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 So that whole, that whole plan to me, but Phil, it sounded like maybe you had a cooking rebuttal. No, I was, I feel that he had a bigger chance to have cooked than he did to mop because mopping mm. is just such a like a clean like a thing. Whereas, whereas you yeah. can, there's sort of this, I don't know, rich people know, how to, know how to cook fancy because right. He's eaten food. Right? Yeah, that's, that's true. true. It's yeah. clear. He has not done any cleaning of his own. Right. True. I can, true. I can definitely believe he can cook, but can't clean. I don't okay. know who was supposed to be cleaning his penis and teeth on this trip, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. What? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, but they brought all those gold toothbrushes. So well, right. But who's doing it? I hope Maybe they just didn't assume they were going to meet strangers on the street <laughs> and that we're going to do all this have. stuff. Yeah. Um, my dumber is Louis Anderson. <laughs> for a few reasons one because of this whole like you gotta yeah. put a white comedian thing and that just well yeah dumb um and then like i just felt like he felt like that the whole time i just didn't like this character was not funny to me it was not interesting it was kind of just felt like an extra person to make fun of their size which i think they did once or and I honestly, sorry, Katie, he doesn't do it for me. I don't. Oh, you don't like Maybe you could tell me something to watch that he's funny in, but I just have never enjoyed him at all. And I'm like, what is this person even doing here? I thought the movie was so great otherwise. And I'm just like, could have done without it. So I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. good. If you have something you want me to watch to prove me otherwise. Okay. I, you know, I just used to really like his stand up. And I recently watched him in Search Party, but he is... He almost plays stuff like super straight. It is interesting. I can Who totally was he in the see party? where he was like um, Drew's defense attorney. Okay, yeah, gotcha. you know, and I don't, I, I find him so funny, but I totally understand not finding him funny too. So I'll have to, th- I'll have to think on like what to recommend. Okay. He's, I haven't seen it, but he's, I've heard good things about him in baskets. Yeah, he's just I, like I straight up cast as the mother. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too baskets okay mm-hmm. um my dumber is gonna be that at the end of the movie i think it semi says you know at least we learned how to make fries and they did not <laughs> um, yeah that's true they were on mopping duty they had to get through mopping duty then they would get to louis anderson's level which is washing the vegetables right. and then they would get to fries and they were not at that level so they didn't learn fries. Yeah. And that's my dumber. Good call. Nice. Uh, how about, uh, wait. Bummers? Oh, yeah. I have uh-huh. like a, a quick, such like a throw throwaway, like specific bummer where um, 
I know we talked about the costuming, which was just incredible and and specifically the hat game, which was amazing. Um, but in in the walk around your amazing palace scene and before that, James Earl Jones has a crown on that to me just kind of looks like a child's art project. <laughs> and like the the blue parts of it look like wads of yeah. chewing gum just like yes. stuck on it. Or it kind of reminds you of something that you would find in like an AVAM like specialty exhibit. And I'm just like, I, it took me out of it. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. This is from a different props department. Yeah, so his his crown... I don't know if he was wearing it later. I think it was like that. I don't think it was the one he wore at Queens, but hit that crown was my bummer. <laughs> there was like a coral. It, it just was very. It didn't make any sense. It just, it really looked like an art project. <laughs> yeah. For somebody who's like the top of the top. Yeah. There was no rhyme or reason to it. it just like stuck stuff on, stuck yeah. on it. Yeah. Was yeah. yeah. Um, mine was going to be sort of the, issue of worrying about the quality in Zamunda. Yeah. Mm, um, but yeah. I, I've been assured and I, <laughs> I'm believing that this is more of sort of a Wakanda situation where it's everyone's super educated. Everyone is, Who assured you know, you of that me when I said it, no, you <laughs> mentioned it, but like, I'm just, okay. Cause I'm, you're I'm, assuring me now. I'm, looking to believe this okay. rather than mm. to believe the worst in Zamunda. Okay. Um, so I, I think just it is sort of a great place all across the board, not just at the the highest level. So my actual one is going to be this Green Bay game we mentioned earlier. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> which, as Akeem mentions, uh, the Giants of New York defeated mm-hmm. the uh, Green Bay Packers but this was a lie. The game, they were actually found the game that this was sort of based on and Green Bay won this game. Oh, they won Packers it. Packers of Green Bay? The Packers of Green Bay <laughs> were victorious against the Giants of New York. Oh. And so it was a lie. And so that's what bummed me out is that what they changed, changed history to screw over my Green Bay Packers. Oh my gosh. He just got it wrong because he didn't understand know. the game. Well, yeah. he did phrase it like, they, yeah, they kicked a pig skin. A, a, oblong ball or whatever. Oblong yeah. ball made of skin pig, of pig yeah. through a H or something, right? Yeah. Or something <laughs> like that. And then, like, the guy, then the McDowell says, like, I'm going to tell you this once, like, stay off of drugs, which is, it's just funny, but it's also like, yeah, but like, you know, like, obviously, we wouldn't know what, like, American football was, but yeah. Yeah. Um, my bummer is for sure the poor woman who was supposed to marry the prince because not yeah. only was her whole life since yeah. birth dedicated to to learning everything about him, yeah. then she thinks she's going to marry him. Well, first, she thinks she's going to marry him, then he goes away for 40 days. Then she thinks she's going to marry him again. And then this other woman comes in, like, what happens to her? Like, does she yeah. have to become like a bathtub lady suddenly? Or like, does she, can they, can they help her learn something else? Will she ever be able to marry anybody else? Or she just, yeah, I think so. You know, I'm bathtub lady, lady seems such a more cross way to uh, refer to it as bather. <laughs> A bathtub lady. Bathtub that lady. is, if you think about that woman too much, it does get kind of dark. That's rough. Yeah, it makes me feel sad in, in places. Yeah. And I'm like, is she in a tower? Like, like, how is she going to feel about Lisa? Lisa hate, you know, they're just like going to hate each other. 
And she Lisa is from, it's like, it seems like it was a little bit of like, um, almost like a Sleeping Beauty situation where it's like the marriage of two families coming together, right? It, like they seemed kind of like royalty. It was the colonel was okay. her father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right but it was planned so forever so oh yeah, yeah 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 totally totally yeah hopefully she's okay but yeah i think that's a decent bummer for sure hummers i i can go actually that's all right yeah, yeah do uh, it just jump in this is uh, because i love so much about this movie and especially i love like all the zamunda stuff i picked something very specific to focus on mm-hmm. um which is the McDowell's uh, telephone in the office, which is a hamburger telephone. Yes. Yeah. Um, because I wanted one of those so bad when I was a kid. And I love that you open it up and it's a hit, mm. like the top bun and the bottom bun. And you're like talking, but it's like very uncomfortable. Like it's not a practical phone whatsoever. And I, I can imagine it was like pretty staticky. Yeah, just, totally. Just work very well. Like eventually the clamshell like apparatus kind of breaks and it's loose, oh, yeah. and never hangs up. <gasps> but either way, I I love my I love a McDo- uh, hamburger phone. You're you're giving me flashbacks to um my pizza phone yeah. that I had as a kid, <laughs> which ironically like I hate deep dish pizza <laughs> and it was the deepest of dishes. Like it was just so chunky and then it had it was like my nightmare pizza. It had like um pepperoni and olives and green pepper, but like that's how it came and I I mean I used that phone for Was years the phone years. a slice of pizza mm-hmm. or okay. it was a triangle, which kind of makes sense right for like the earpiece and the sure. receiver. And I mentioned this before you, but I had a Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say like you, it didn't have a receiver. Like you just put it, it just had like one of the buttons and you just put it anywhere. Oh. It just had to be flat. Oh, but fancy. if it wasn't, it was fancy, but you like could, I also had a water bed as a kid, <laughs> uh, which is insane. So jealous Wait, of that. What? What? <laughs> you had a water bed and you still, okay. But you know what? It was a water bed that was like, you know how like water beds have like mattresses? I know. I under I hear myself saying it. Out here in California, I'm like becoming more aware of my accent. But um it like, you know, the mattress is like half sinky. This was full on water. There was no yeah. mattress in it. Yeah. Which is comfortable. I mean, I slept in it from like sixth grade to um graduating college wow. but i know it was like an insane thing to have but anyway if i put the pizza phone <laughs> on the waterbed it didn't hang up like it didn't <laughs> click enough what a fun insight into i think i mentioned this, but i had a phone that was a dog um, oh no literal it was a it was the shape of a dog like a pound puppy like lassie and when it was <laughs> when it was on the hook so to speak the dog was sleeping and it had closed eyes and closed ears. And then you like picked up like a chunk of its back. That was the oh phone. Oh my God. And nice. then its eyes would open and its ears would perk up. And that's how you knew it was like in use. That's cute. Yeah. Been literally phone shot. <laughs> um, so I'll do my Hummer. Yeah, Hummer. Sorry. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's also a phone now. Um, <laughs> what? Mine is just going to be it's... It's sweets and his love of sexual chocolate. Uh, I don't know why. I always just love this character. His whole lines just really, really got me. I can't explain it. I love it. Well, I'm I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of that for my Hummer and um, like like Bridget and Phil too. Like it'd be. I mean, the whole 
country of or territory of Zamunda is amazing. Like, so I could spend forever there. And I hope that in coming to America too, maybe we spend more time there. Um, and Eddie Murphy is so charming. So like, I, I mean, like, again, like I love so much about this movie, but um, the barbershop pals, like their relationship, like the fact that they go to um, like a Miss Black Awareness pageant together, All together yeah. like mm-hmm. they're traveling together. They're like, they're the fact I get, I think it's like the fact that they are friends outside of that barbershop and inside that barbershop, like, I don't know, like, it's just like such, and they're older gentlemen and who knows their personal lives, but I think they actually like are each other's personal lives. And I love it. Like that whole pal relationship I loved. And just the tidbits of like what they're saying before they come in um, the Joe Lewis thing, and then getting punched in the face by Martin Luther (laughs) King, which is like inexplicable. Like who knows? I thought you were somebody else. Like what? Like, it's just crazy. Like Clarence is incredible. So yeah, that's my Hummer delightful uh let's talk about our clothing oh my goodness well katie since it's your birthday i can talk about your <laughs> thanks <laughs> um you know i know that you're a friend to animals but in mm. honor of this movie i really appreciate your wraps many wraps yes you're wearing tonight I'm glad like you a, noticed like a cheetah and a lion and maybe a zebra and all of their heads are there um, they're really lovely and they're just kind of stacked on your shoulders. And I can see that you replaced all the eyeballs with like fancy jewels. Um, <laughs> so that's really nice. But then on your, on your hat, your head, you're wearing a McDowell's um, hat, um, but you've bedazzled it, which is yes. really lovely. That's like a throwback to someone. I just think you look royal. Um, I, I, I don't want to ask you where you got those animals from, but if it's for your birthday, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned that. And I was I was surprised nobody did mention the whole like um, cheetah lion. What was the, the elephant in the thing. room? Also, Ooh, you have an elephant. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, Phil, I can talk about your outfit. Um, y- you have been donning that amazing bridal Zamunda dress that mm-hmm. the train of it uh, if you remember from the movie, Eddie Murphy had to kind of like wait for that train to yeah, enter the room. Yeah. So I, I can see, cause I can see behind you in this zoom that the, your, your dress train just goes on and on and on and on. Um, and then uh, your, your hat, like that um, trucker hat with Eric LaSalle's face um, that just says, um, uh, uh, soul soul glow soul glow soul glow Mm -hmm. the album um which yeah which is like the song the song that he drives up to mcdowell singing himself (laughs) in that car um so soul glow the album check it out it has several tracks apparently um my time's up (laughs) your your time is up (laughs) bridget uh i like you know, your resourcefulness. I think you must have gotten that shirt somewhere in Central America because it is uh, celebrating the marriage of Prince Hakim and Amani Easy, which of course is <laughs> the woman he did not marry. So uh, they had oh. to like offload a lot of these shirts and they always end <sighs> up in Central America. I love it. I'm um, it yeah. But I mean, it 
it's a good shirt so why yeah, i waste it um but then i i see that you invested a lot of your money into just an amazing embroidered hat that has you know just you know it's regal it's sophisticated you can wear it to really any occasion um and i think that really balances that out and it's just uh. it's, it's a impressive go anywhere sort of outfit yeah, I did go to a lot of places today wearing it. I was Good. lauded, yeah. so thank you. Congratulations. I mean, similarly, do we think that maybe that's how Akeem got it wrong? Like, was he reading off of a Central American shirt that said that the Giants of New York defeated the Packers of Green Bay? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> like, yeah. Possibly he was in Esteli and he just, like, saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, is it for real? I think Katie should go first in honor of your birthday. Okay, I'll go first. I mean, I want to preface this. We didn't really talk. I mean, we did say why we did this movie, but I I guess like me and uh, uh, having seen it so much, it wouldn't have been a movie that I would have necessarily recommended for this podcast because going into it, I had such fond memories that I, I didn't really question whether it was for real before watching it. And in the rewatch, I can only say that this movie is super for real. And I can't speak to the sequel. I'm glad I got to rewatch the original. Um, I'm excited to see the sequel. I hope it, I hope it like just, you know, is great as well. But I think like Jason H said, it is such an amazing rom-com. I mean, I had kind of forgotten that Lisa just like Mm -hmm. drops Eric LaSalle the minute he's an insufferable jerk, which is so great. So like, it just does what it does so well what some 80s and 90s rom-coms kind of like fumble on um and the jokes are so great and eddie murphy and arsenio hall um and james earl jones and lisa and everybody i think is just i think they're just like incredible i think there's just like a lot of charm in the movie and it has like a pretty good pace too like i know it we were talking about like the third act dragging like the whole chase around queens but i do think that the third act could have dragged even longer like it kind of like it, it it sums up pretty quick so anyway i think it's super for real i'm glad i watched it on my almost birthday nice <laughs> i don't have a lot of new things to offer to that i thought Kate, i think you did a nice job katie i think this movie is super for real too i didn't i don't think i had i kind of went into it just uh thinking that just based on what everybody has told me about it but i i thought it had everything in it it was it was a really just beautiful rom-com funny I love the story. I love Eddie Murphy in it. 100% for real. Uh, same. I knew it was going to be a slam dunk for real. It's great. I love that it's a R-rated rom-com. Just mm. a lot of the, the mainly for the language, just some of the like fuck yous really well, got Katie's me to laugh. Boob corner, which we didn't even talk and, about. And yeah. That boob just, corner was, it wasn't a corner. It's just a wall. It's yeah. just... <laughs> Solid. Um, Eddie Murphy like knows how to um you know slam curse. dunk a curse yeah. word right yep. like they mm-hmm. use it in such a clever way oh, yeah. which is sometimes hard to do like it gets lost of yeah. just like you know curse word after curse word so like I don't know they and a Samuel L. Jackson curse word is beautiful sure. always but yes yeah but yeah they they definitely don't overuse it you know no, you can, and for certain parts you sort of forget that it's an R-rated yeah. movie yeah um but when if they those use boobs weren't in it I would have not thought there's a lot of efforts there's a lot of efforts and then like um 
the barbershop guys kind of throw in some random f words too they're just oh, okay. kind of there but i, I guess mean, i just like didn't even hear them really because some like again you said sometimes you really are aware of it but i was just like i just liked the movie so much that i was like yeah but no it's great yeah, totally um so well i i i couldn't get coming to america out of my head ever since we talked about doing this the the neil diamond version um because (laughs) and then we we were able to use that to to sing happy birthday to katie which was lovely again uh, this will be this will be the song for this week which is the other coming to america version Happy birthday, Katie. Yeah. Oh my Happy gosh. Birthday. Thank you. What a fun, what an amazing movie to watch on my birthday. So thank you so much, Jason H for the, yeah. the intro. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. That was awesome. <laughs> and uh, I think this podcast is probably four hours long. So yeah. it up. Probably. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard when we do like for real, for real movies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.